Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And And no one's okay. Everyone, how is everybody? Welcome. We're doing so good. Hi, we're doing well. I'm doing great. I too, I'm doing well. Welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest on our show today. We have the very talented, wonderful, funny Luke Shelton. He's doing a drum roll, and I think he still kept going, even though I was done saying his name. We're doing this on Zoom, so apologies if the sound isn't as great as it usually is, not that it's been spectacular during quarantine, but we're doing our best. (laughs) It hasn't been great? What? (laughs) Shocking. So Luke Shelton uh, is here today to talk about our movie of the week, which was chosen by him. Luke, what is the movie that you chose? And and we'll get into why, but why don't you introduce this puppy? The movie of the week is <laughs> The Choice by Nicholas Sparks. Wow. One of the greats. Ah. Yep. The Choice, made in 2016. Travis and Gabby first meet as neighbors in a small coastal town and wind up in a relationship that is tested by life's most defining events. Directed by Ross Katz, written by Brian Seip, who wrote the screenplay, and of course, it's based on a Nicholas Sparks novel. Benjamin Walker plays Travis, Teresa Palmer plays Gabby, Maggie Grace plays Steph, Alexandra Daddario plays Monica, Tom Wilkinson plays Shep, and Tom Welling plays Ryan. Ooh. Ooh, what a cast. Wow. Beautifully, beautifully said. Amazing. Well, Luke. Yes. Why did you choose this? this well, first, though, I want to preface by saying thanks for having me on again, guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. We're so happy to have you. We, um, yeah. we had Luke on on an episode a few months ago that we still haven't aired, but we definitely will air. So this is technically not the first time he's been on our show, but it's the first time you're going to be introduced to him. Right. And you're going to love him. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. That's very sweet of you to say. Um, Let's see. What was your what was your question? Why did I pick the choice? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, f- to preface, I went on a, a rom com rom drum uh, binge over this quarantine because I love. Uh, I'm a sucker for the romantic movies, and uh, love that about you. No, well, thank you. I love it about myself. But yeah. So and then I was going down the rabbit hole, and uh, and I stumbled upon the choice, which I hadn't watched in a long time, and I rewatched it, and then and then we started talking about uh, Pam. You approached me about chatting about one of these movies, and then we and I thought the choice was a was a knockout. What a choice! What a choice, right? <laughs> Boy, does Travis have a choice to make. <laughs> I'd like to go around and talk about first impressions of this film because I have a feeling we're going to get into a respectful but heated debate. Okay. All right. 
So you're a big fan of this film, Luke. Yes, of course. I've seen it probably now 30 times. How about you? Beautiful. I saw it for the first time last night. Alexa, what is your experience with this movie and story? All right. right. So I watched it for the second time just an hour ago, right on time for this podcast. I watched the first time I watched it, I think when it it first came out, I actually might've seen this in theaters now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I also read the book. Mm. So there are, I will just say there are a lot of differences between the book and the film. It's a lovely, it's a lovely film though. Like it's entertaining to watch. And like, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good love story. So like, there's that, like, obviously I was invested in it. I will say I'm a, I'm a big Nicholas Sparks fan. It's a good movie. It's not my favorite of his though. I will say that not my favorite. Yeah. It's, I think, um, I should I should say I haven't seen it through and through thirty times. I've seen <laughs> one. I've seen like I I said that I was a little bit out of control. Um, I have seen one particular scene that I keep rewatching. I rewound it oh. ten times. What was the scene? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll I'll, uh, I'll say it in a sec. Um, but I'm interested to hear the differences between the movie and the book. But anyway, um, the oh, scene okay. is. The scene is when they are, when they have dinner, and then he's like, go dance with me in the yard. And she's like, he goes, why are you make it so hard for me to flirt with you? And she goes, because if I made it easy, then you wouldn't do it. And he's like, and then he starts walking. She's like, why are you walking so slow? And he's like, because if I ran, I'd scare you. If I said that to a girl, do you know how fast I'd get kicked out of the house? <laughs> and he does it flawlessly. This is true. And then this they just true. start having, they just start having like, crazy sex in the kitchen he like throws everything on the countertop onto the ground it's so great that was actually probably one of the best parts of the movie probably one of the parts where they have the most chemistry i thought such a great that that was a very good scene you're right yeah the the other part that i really liked was that i found that in other love stories the main focus of the film is them falling in love right? But we already kind of get that in the first half of the movie. And then in the second half, you get to see them after they're married, after they have kids, which you don't really normally get to see in these types of movies. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they spread it out through so many years. And Teresa Palmer still looks like she's like 27 years old after having like three kids and like they're nine years old and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Alexa, what were the differences that you noticed? Well, obviously, since it's a movie, like their love, like obviously, we don't see a lot of their love story. Like it's it's very it's very like compact in the beginning, so that's a huge thing. Um, the characters are also just like depicted very differently. Like the like Gabby's character, she's like super. She's pretty, I would say, outspoken in the film, and in the story, she's more reserved and quiet, and kind of leans on Travis actually a little bit more. She's not very like spunky at all, mm-hmm. and she's actually a redhead with freckles. Just saying. Really? <laughs> yes. I was a little miscast. If you're trying, trying to go for the book, just just a little bit, just a little bit. But I mean, that's not a huge. I mean, that's not a huge thing. Um, they go into like his dad's character a lot more in the book, and what happened with his wife and Travis's obviously father. 
Uh, so there's like a lot more backstory about like why he is the way he is and, you know, all that good stuff. Those are just some off the top of my head, though. I'm trying to think of more. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah um, like books always tend to just have more depth naturally. Right. Exactly. They allow for more introspection because I feel like the film medium doesn't allow, you know, much filming of a character in contemplation because that doesn't really make for an interesting scene in the film. And in books, you totally, you could go pages talking about what's going on in someone's head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so funny, like, this is a little uh, sidetrack what we were talking about, but Nicholas Sparks has the greatest formula for a movie. He, it's I the know. same exact story every time, but different characters, and they're always, like, in North Carolina, like, on the beach for some reason. Because like, oh, it's so like, beautiful, yeah. It is. It's a great setting for it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it makes a perfect, uh, the romance setting of, like, <laughs> being on this, like, East Coast beach town small town kind of thing going on yeah I was gonna say that's what I really love about all of his films is that like it's they're so beautiful to watch just because of where they're shot um yeah it looks nice I'd like to be there I think that's actually where he lives if I'm not mistaken I wouldn't doubt it yeah because he sure likes to write about it yeah I mean they tell you to like (laughs) write about what you know and I feel like North Carolina is one of the things he he has very consistent set pieces and themes throughout his books but what I find interesting that he's kind of been able to do is that he'll weave a different story into every film they're all like the same set pieces there's always like a boat ride with birds yeah I'm there's... pretty sure they use the same boat in the choice as they did with Ryan Gosling and uh <laughs> and in the notebook I'm pretty sure it's the same freaking rowboat <laughs> There's always the rowboat with the birds. There's always a red blanket covering the lead female. There's always some sort of um, third, um, what's it called? The love triangle. Yep. Yep. And there's always some sort of loss. Yeah, like heartbreak on the, uh, on some, somewhere in the family. There's some traumatic event that happened. Yeah. I was uh, looking into him a little bit. And what's interesting is he's definitely the type of writer that writes about what he knows. He was talking about how he wrote A Walk to Remember based on his sister's fight with cancer. He based a notebook on his wife's uh, parents, I think, or ex-wife's parents. And um, he has like, some. all of his characters are based somehow on someone that he knows. Interesting. I think that's really interesting. Now I like to think that the notebook is actually just a true story. <laughs> I hope it is. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? I actually thought that they almost did a crossover thing. I don't know if you guys caught this when watching The Choice, but there was a moment in that scene that you were talking about, Luke, where he was looking at her pictures and he mentioned the old couple that would dance in the la- on the lawn. Ah. He says they're still you know, around, but they moved into the, the the home, like a few streets down together. Interesting. And so I was like, oh my God, is, is that like a, a crossover reference to the notebook? Could be. It could be. I like that. And I, I started, 
you didn't pick up on that. I, I started like looking into it. I'm like, well, how far away are the towns? Could that could it be the same couple? But then looking at it, it's not the same house that he built for them. Uh, well, it could be like a little homage, a little hint at it. I, I, I think I'd be satisfied with that. Yeah. I like to think that. Yeah. What's your favorite Nicholas Sparks story? I think the notebook probably, that was like the first one I ever saw, I think. I've never read any of the books. I, I was actually on his website like two weeks ago looking at all of his books and I was going to try and, I was going to buy one to read it. But, Did you settle on that one? The notebook? Yeah. No, I've seen it too many times to want to read the book. There is one that I just recently read, and I wish I had it with me, but it's back in my apartment in L.A. And I don't think they've made a movie out of it yet. I want to say, like, I'm blanking on the title, honestly. See Me? Is it called See Me? You know what I'm talking – you've seen the book in my apartment, haven't you? Like, lying out. It's like, see – you have a couple of them. I think it might be called yeah. See Me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Why do I want to say, I, or like See Me, or I see, see something with seeing. I'll look at that. Terrible. I like need to know now because I like read it not too long ago. And I was like, I don't think they made a film. About it is this. called See Me. There we go. Wow, see you me. have a good memory. She looked Thank it up. Thank you. Just oh, now. She I was close. It She's close. <laughs> she looked it up. <laughs> I did get it right. I said, is it yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're close. But yeah, it's called See Me. And it's really, it's a really wonderful book. And I just wonder if they're going to make a film or if they did and I didn't know. I don't know. I don't think they have. I'm sure they'll He's, make it eventually. Hope if so. It's not very mid. I hope so. I, I wonder if they get like, I wonder how soon after or during his writing process, they already like reached out to him about making movies. He probably has even all the <laughs> That makes sense. He probably has some sort of deal going. We should look yeah. into that. Well, he has his product. Like I saw the choice last night. I was watching the uh, the credits, and he has. It's a Nicholas Sparks production, so he has his own production company now. That makes sense. So, he's probably always like just gonna double dip. Like, okay, I write the book, then we'll make the <laughs> yeah. movie automatically. <laughs> that is so true. And it's interesting because. What's your question? I was going to say, did you like Benjamin Walker as the lead guy, Alexa? Did did you see, like, did you see, when you read the book, did you see, is he similar? Yeah, similar. He's not exactly what I pictured. You know what's interesting? They actually changed his name. So his name in the book is Parker. So that kept really throwing me off, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know why they changed it. Like, I wonder what the purpose of... Yeah, what, like, a weird arbitrary change. <laughs> I know, like, I'm like, okay, that's interesting, cool. So that kind of, kind of threw me off, but no, it wasn't... They also, I feel like in the book, like, I, in the movie, they really, like, make him seem, like, kind of like a player kind of kind of. Yeah, guy. He's, a, he's a huge stud. Yeah, <laughs> in the book, I mean, they say, like, oh, he always has company, but they don't, it's, they don't really go into, like... They don't go into that as much as they do in the film. What a sweet way to put it. He always has company. Yes. Yeah, that's that's saying he's a whore. And he, <laughs> like, he likes sleeping around. That's the, the nice very, way of saying it. It's a very kind way of, of, of saying that. But they don't really go into, like, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, 
I don't they know. really should say those things from now on. Like, instead of saying, oh, he's a player, oh, he's a fuckboy, he always has company. Or she always has company. Always has company. That's, that's so sweet. I prefer that way more. I kind of love that. Yeah. I just want to have company. Right. <laughs> we all. It's quarantine. I think we all could use some company. Yeah, right. Oh, that's man. so funny. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, because in the, in the movie... Um, he just has like that kind of like that ex-lover that's always hanging around who is played by Alessandro Daddario. Yeah. She, Monica. Monica, there you go. Yep. Yes, yes, that's her name. Um, you know what's funny? I like watching the film, I really didn't like her in the beginning and then I ended up really kind of like enjoying her character, especially like at the end when he's talking, like not, it's in the middle, I'm sorry, not the end, but it's when um, they kind of like course. split up Yes, when they're on the porch, because they, they're kind of split up at the moment because of the other boyfriend that's in the picture. And she's like, I know that you're never going to look at me like you look at her. Like you need. And she was like, if I was one of those women, I would hate her, but I don't. And I want you to go. And I really kind of fell in love with her in that moment. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree. I've def I I really loved her. First of all, like she's she was so sweet, so kind. I feel like almost everyone has had like an off again, on again relationship at some point in their life, so that was really relatable. And also like that moment of like unrequited love, like clearly she like loves him so much. And he didn't feel the same way, but she was still like going to do the selfless thing of like giving him advice. That was so, I, I, I fell in love with her right there. I was like, you could do better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also like his relationship with his sister. Yeah, they have a good relationship. I like that. I like that they're like, they're like buddies, you know? Yeah, yeah, that really, I don't know. It, it made him more relatable too because I feel like if he was just that player guy and like you didn't really see him interact with anyone else and family member like I don't know made him more relatable to me and I yeah like I like this the uh another one of my favorite scenes is when he invites Teresa Palmer for the first time like come hang out on the boat and they like spend the day together with the friends yeah I just like how it's shot it seems like just a fun, it's like, like a fun scene I enjoy that scene and then the and then Maggie Grace's character what's her name the sister uh why do I want to say that? But I could be wrong. But anyway, when she's like, you are in so much more trouble than I thought. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that line. What a line. Yeah. She's so, like, <laughs> snarky. I really liked I really liked how she played her. It was fun. Yeah. The only, the only thing that throws me off with her is that she's just the only other movie that I know her from is from Taken. So oh, yes. Just, like, reminds me of the Taken girl when I watch it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Damn it. Yeah, but, but she's she does well. She's good. They have a yeah. good look. They have a good chemistry together. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's some look. lines in the in in. I think all Nicholas Sparks movies or, or books they have like such great lines that you wish you could say in real life that would never really work. You think of saying in your head, but you're like, oh, I really can't. Yeah, it's that. like a, it's totally fairy tale type of talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I've said that. Wait, I've said that before, guys. I've definitely said that to someone. Yeah, I've also creepily walked close, uh, slowly towards a girl in her kitchen, and then, and then, uh, how'd it work out for you? Yeah, <laughs> not like the movie. Very good. She didn't just drop all inhibitions and and jump on me. 
Also, about that scene when Sheik says, um, if I made it easy, you wouldn't flirt with me anymore. And she has that realization. It's so good. She's like, oh, shit. I just said that out loud. Yeah. And then. Because we're uh, all thinking it. As a woman, you're like, oh. And then she says it. And I'm like, okay. She just said what everyone is thinking. Amazing. Yeah. And she's and she even called herself out. And she's like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I love it. I I do like that about her character. I, I love that she just like she just says it. She speaks her mind. Yeah, it's awesome. Wait, so I actually have a question for you, Pam. Do you have yes. a favorite Nicholas Sparks movie? I do. Um, well, I'm, it's probably a tie. Um, okay. It wasn't the choice. Um, there are things that I appreciated about the choice. I really, I'm glad I saw it. Now I have officially seen every Nicholas Sparks film. It's a tie between The Notebook and A Watch to Remember. Okay. The Notebook is is now like a classic film. I think it's so romantic. It's so beautiful. I sob like a child every time I see it. So I really got to limit the amount of times I, I watch. Um, I know part of his intention is to make people cry. Um, <laughs> so that definitely works on me. But A Walk to Remember, I watched when I was in middle school, I think, for the first time. And I was blown away. First of all, like, mm, I had a, I mean, Shane West, what a stud. Yes. They have, they, they, I don't think there's a single Nicholas Sparks movie that doesn't, that you don't just love the lead guy. I mean, there are some that I. And the lead girl, too. Like, even Channing Tatum and Dear John. Channing he's Tatum, a he's a stud. Yeah, he absolutely is, and the chemistry between him and Amanda Seyfried was unbelievable. So good. Yeah. I I really liked Dear John. I do think Luke could probably agree. Like the the towards the ending of the film, it kind of goes off the rails a little, a little bit, <laughs> and I I really resonate. I really like the love story between him and his dad. I really feel like that's yeah. what like the story is. But Shane West, such a stud. He and Mandy Moore had insane chemistry. Um, Mandy Moore, since that movie and to this day, is my woman crush Wednesday. Like, absolutely. She is so special. And I'll never get out of my head that whole scene where she's singing at the school play. I... I memorized that song and like would practice that when I was taking singing lessons because I needed to learn how to sing that song. <laughs> it's just, and that movie probably makes me cry more than any other. Probably. I got to rewatch that. Yeah. It's, I haven't it's, seen that in a long time. That was a very formative movie. It's, it's so beautiful. Um, so I'd say it's a tie between that and the notebook, but the notebook I feel like is a classic answer. Absolutely. I actually think I have walked to remember on VHS. Like oh nice <laughs> <the> tape, <laughs> so it's a classic. Like when we would have like sleepovers and stuff uh, when we were younger, there were two movies really that really stick out in my mind that we would watch. It would be a walk to remember, and it would be The Ring. The Ring. Really? That's, that's on the, the horror film. <laughs> yeah, that's I was a- like, <laughs> I was like, that's a horror film. I was like, we really switched genres here. <laughs> right, but those were like the two like, yeah, sleepover films, depending on mood, one of them would be okay. watched. All right. You know? Okay, I feel that. Yeah. It's wildly different emotions. <laughs> yeah. From one or the other. <laughs> yeah. That's Luke, funny. did you say which one your favorite was? Was You said it was a notebook, right? I think the notebook, yeah. It was the... Uh, 
Ryan Gosling is just something, something incredible in that. Oh, I feel yes, like I feel like lots of men crush on Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I think I liked him more than Rachel McAdams in that movie. Oh, I mean, in terms never. Of like crushing on, I mean, that's tough to say though. She really, <laughs> she's something terrible, isn't she? I mean, they're. <laughs> that's a movie quote from the choice, people. <laughs> Gosh. Does bother she bother me, you? Bother, bother me something terrible. It's like, bother what? me something terrible. <laughs> bother me something terrible. I love that. I cannot wait to use that line in a bar once this quarantine is over. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Are you Everyone's game is going to be on point by the end of quarantine. Oh, yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Rachel McAdams is... is my list of favorite actresses for sure. She's she's probably top two for me. So I absolutely love every performance that she does, but particularly in that film. I mean, if you even watch the audition tape that she puts oh, out, great. like she and Ryan already had chemistry in the audition room. Agreed. Her audition tape is fab. I watch that when I need inspiration. Yeah, just- same here. <laughs> Same I've here. I've, I've rewatched their best kiss MTV award like 17 times on YouTube. When, he does, when he does that come here thing, when he's like, come here, and then she just jumps in his arms yeah. on yeah. stage. It's oh, so- it bothers me something terrible. It bothers me, but not in the same way it bothers you. Because what right bothers on. me is I can't do that to a guy. If I ran up to a guy like that, they would just probably be pancaked. I don't. <laughs> You're like, wait, back up. Hold on. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> She's coming at me at a full trot. Like, no. <laughs> coming in, coming in hot. <laughs> Sprinting at you. Like, ah. <laughs> but let me tell oh, you, God. the second quarantine's over, I'm gonna be doing that to everybody. So brace yourselves, people. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Get your running shoes on. Get those track shoes on, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Pam's going to be running. Luke is going to be walking very slow. Very slow. <laughs> very different paces in our own respective lives. Maybe be like, how's that slow life going, Luke? And he'll be like, it's going well. It bothers me something terrible. Oh, man. What a lion. You so good. Me. Come on, baby, bother me. Uh, oh, he has... He has a really gnarly emotional life. He 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 really brought it with the um with the death of emotion. Yeah. He uh, I agree. The, it, what's what's interesting about the choice is like I'm sure in the book it, it like because you just have more time to like explain things whereas like the movie it's like there's a midpoint and then it's like, you know, their relationship after they like I, I like to be. What I'm trying to say is, I like the beginning of the movie better. When they're falling in love, much, like when they're falling in love, that whole thing. I I I can rewatch that part. I've only seen the ending a handful of times, but I can watch like the beginning to the middle. Yeah, over and over. I think it's because of the momentum of it. Like you kind of lose a little bit of momentum towards the the middle of the movie yeah the economy. i mean it's still great but like you i mean they're just the beginning moves at such a pace and they're like mm-hmm. falling for each other and all that stuff so I, I can yeah i get that i get that and it's like just like cuter the ending that the back half gets yeah. like kind of heavy and then the doctor punches him in the face like at the hospital like he just assaults him because he's sleeping i know, his I know. that was so much <laughs> that was so much. also have you guys noticed too like there's so many scenes in that film where he's just running 
like running with so much urgency <laughs> over something that's like not as urgent as like it feels yeah. because like everything's so heightened and it's, it's I mean I love it but yeah it's just kind of funny sometimes I, I caught myself chuckling at a couple moments where he was just like running like where is she where is she <laughs> yeah it's like frantic I don't know I think it's I think it's key for there to be like one moment like that in that yes. type of film and yeah. I thought it was most uh poignant when he could like sense that she was awake right yeah it totally makes sense there it totally makes sense there okay let's talk about that because she was in a coma for what like, <laughs> almost 90 days right I thought it went beyond yeah. and then they started uh, that's that was unclear to me because I thought it was beyond 90 days and then they're like it's time or were they saying were they planning 90 days is almost coming up prepping yeah I, guess I wasn't the, sure yeah that was unclear I, I'm not sure it was a long time it was a quite a while yeah he was he was spending some nights in the hospital with her but I, last night when I was rewatching it, for some reason I started laughing out loud once she's actually awake because she looks drop dead gorgeous and she was in a coma for 90 days and like she's, her voice isn't raspy. Like there's no physical she's change. She's so to alert. Her. She's just like, yeah, she's like, oh shit, I'm up. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, you're late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard every word. <laughs> it's like no you didn't you were sleeping are you gonna start saying that to people too i heard every word i heard every word <laughs> um i was i don't know if you guys felt this but because she was in a in that coma for so long i became like hyper aware of the safety of her head i'm like she turned her neck real quick to see him walk in mm-hmm. she, she, I, I was like cringing at that. I was like, when she was going home and like, yeah, her kids like wanted to run up to her and he stopped them, sure. But I was like, this is a lot of information for someone that wasn't conscious for a long time. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of things I definitely enjoyed about the film and then a lot of things that I, I feel like, mm, I, I probably want to read the book to see to see what was going on there. Yeah, is that... Is do they go into more depth like in the hospital in the book in the book? Yeah, I'd recommend. Might have to do that. To be honest with you, so I actually read it a really long time ago. So I'm trying to I'm trying to, I'm honestly trying to remember about that part. I recommend reading it though because I remember when I read the book, I and then watched the film. I definitely was like, oh, the book just just had so much more life to it. I guess if that makes sense. I know that's a weird way to say it, but like just. It, it's a lovely film. It just, it doesn't do the book justice, I guess. Does, yeah. Do they, does really he have say. all those Wait, killer one liners in the book? I honestly can't remember. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I feel like they're set a lot differently, especially since he said he, ha- oh, wait, he always had company. Yeah. <laughs> that would, <laughs> I, don't know I, that. I can't get over that. I can't get over that. It's probably said much more eloquently than. I don't know, bothered me. I can't remember that being in the book, to be honest with you. When, oh, like, you like, bothered me. His, he says it like six times in the movie. Yeah, he says it a lot. Come and bother I like me, it. baby. I like it. It's a good addition. It's a great line. And he mm-hmm. and Benjamin Walker delivers it so well. What else has he been in, Luke? He has been in 
I think he. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's a Juilliard guy, but he's like. Is he a Broadway very, guy? Very well trained. Yeah, I think he's got his. He's he's done a lot of theater, but um, he was uh, Abe Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, Vampire Hunter. Remember that movie? Yes, I see. That was I the see. first time I saw him. I loved that movie. Okay. He's a he's a stud now. He plays Abraham that. Lincoln. I should see that. But he's been in quite a bit. I mean. He's a pretty prolific actor. Okay. I enjoyed enjoyed him. I enjoyed watching him a lot. He has been in a lot of things, but I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah, I feel like I I haven't seen anything else, to be honest. I think he's a Broadway Broadway person, if I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. on Broadway? Uh, Sorry, I'm like putting on the spot. Are you looking at it? I am looking at it. Yeah, he did go to Juilliard. Good memory, Luke. All right. You really dug that one out from the depth of your brain. (laughs) He's also a stand-up comic, Luke. Really? Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. That's pretty cool. Is he really? Broadway musical. He played Patrick Bateman in the Broadway musical adaptation of American Psycho. He is... Oh my word. I didn't know they did American Psycho as a musical. They did indeed. I don't know how that went over. I never saw it. He is multifaceted. That is, yeah, he is a real talent. Wow. He can sing and dance and tell jokes. That's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, no wonder he has such a great like Southern twang in the choice. He's, He's from Cartersville, Georgia. Gotcha. Now we're just uh-huh. looking up his bio. I know. We're fascinated. <laughs> we're like stalking him. We're like, who yeah. is he? Benjamin Walker, guys. It's something terrible. Uh, <laughs> something terrible. Very good. So thank you so much for choosing this one. I think we learned some things. Yeah. yeah. Should we ask Luke first? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we should be polite. Guess first. Luke. Yes, Pam. Are you okay? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I was prompted to give an answer. So, um, what are my choices? You're a little rebel, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I go against the grain. (laughs) Um, Pray tell, why why are you doing so well? Pray tell. Pray tell. You know, currently we're in the quarantine, but I'm staying uh, I'm staying busy and productive. So I think that's a win. What are you staying productive with? Well, I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I have been uh, I've been writing, I've been reading, I'm learning, uh, I'm teaching myself piano. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm loving it, and uh, doing workouts at home. So uh, taking walks daily, I try to take a walk every day. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess I, I don't have much to complain about, just trying to stay healthy. The walking is something that I think that I want to take into my regular life after the quarantine is over. I think I still want to keep that as a part of my daily Definitely. schedule if I can, yeah. Um, how far are you on the piano? What are you learning? <laughs> well... We are, because uh, I have this like app that uh, is on my iPad that you like, you can, you plug it into your, 
into your um into the keyboard um and then the the ipad speakers pick up on the notes you play so you can like so that's how it works but um what am i learning now uh we're just doing chord work right now those so, twos um, and fours and threes and, and fives and yeah but yeah we're getting we're doing the whole scale of chords um I was doing like music theory because uh, you can do like two different courses. There's the mu- there's like music theory and like being able to just like play freehand type type of thing, and then there's like a chord lessons. Uh, and I was doing I was doing both at the same time, and then I was like I did some research, and a lot of people suggest just getting really good at chord work before going on to like the music theory uh, route. So. Right now we're just doing chord stuff. Is the music theory route supposed to take you down like the composition rabbit hole? Yeah. And it's more like, you know, like you can play with chords. You can play so many like the pop hits of like, like every song has certain chords you can, that you can like make it seem like you're good at piano with playing chords. And it's not easy. Chord work is not easy at all. But um, yeah, the music theory is more like, I think it's just more expansive. It seems like sweet, but yeah. So I'm I'm just doing uh, just trying to get really good at chords and kind of just learning, like um, having it be second nature of where my hands should go, and then you can kind of because uh, there's a big learning curve if you don't you kind of hit ahead once you're uh, once you get to a certain point. Yeah, beautiful. yeah, yeah. Once you know, like like a a certain amount of chords you can play like a, a ton of songs just yeah. different progressions of those chords but yeah right yeah yeah yeah, for but sure it, it's been fun so um so yeah that's a long roundabout way of saying why why i'm doing well but i because of the aspect of this podcast i guess nope not doing good <laughs> so would you say that you're doing more than okay i'm doing more than okay so you're not okay that's right <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so resistant. <laughs> like so put you're that in the universe, man. I don't want to put that in the universe. <laughs> Alexa, are you yeah. okay? Um, I was just about to take some of my wine. Um, I'll pause. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, right. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is her show. And I'm sorry. And you caught me off guard. I was about to take some of my wine. I didn't know if you were going to me. Um, I no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> now you're just lying. <laughs> but actually, I am doing a little bit better than okay. Um, I My acting class has like been super, super inspiring lately. Uh, so that's been really, really helpful. Uh, to be honest, and doing a lot of reading as well, and uh, some baking a lot, which has been nice. Still baking, can't stop. Baking. Yeah, my mom is like, I don't have enough flour. Like, you need. We have to keep going to the store to buy flour. You need to stop baking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, so. cooking has been something very enjoyable. I've always liked cooking, but uh, in this quarantine, it's been something that's been kind of soothing. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely keeping me keeping me sane. It's like my my meditation. I'm meditating. Yeah. <laughs> meditation yeah. baking. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a new show. 
Exactly. Well, and I think too, it's just like, because everything's so uncertain right now, I was telling my mom this and I probably sounded like a psycho, but I was like, I know that if I follow this recipe, I will make a cake. That is a sure thing. <laughs> Getting <laughs> meta about it and she's like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. She's like, great Alexa. I'm like, but it makes me feel so much better because I know that if I do all of these things, like it's going to happen, you know? Right. I'm like, I'm losing it. But yeah, I don't know. It helps me. Give some cer- give some certainty in an uncertain world right now. Exactly. Exactly. Indeed. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Well, good. What? Well, well okay? Pam, I guess it's your turn here. Am I okay? Yeah, are you okay? No. <laughs> Nailed I- it. <laughs> yes. Do you see how sure my answer was? Yeah, that was honest. It was really good. Um, I'm better than okay, I think, I think, because I've been able to get out and do my walks every day, um, and I've been pretty productive, and I've been reading a lot. Um, there are moments where I'm less than okay, but Mm. I think everyone's going through that. But I have to say, there was a standout moment yesterday when I was in, I was in my acting class yesterday, and like halfway through I shut my camera off because after like the group breathing exercise and all of that stuff I just like to kind of be more relaxed like when you're on a zoom call you need to be sitting up at attention like you can't you can be relaxed but you can't be relaxed the way you can when no one's looking on a zoom call there's a difference between being relaxed while you're being watched and being relaxed when you're not being watched and I got a text from a classmate yesterday and Luke was a part of this group text and the classmate said, Pamela, you were sprawled out on the couch. You looked so relaxed. And I said, wait a minute. I shut my camera off. How do you, how do you know I was sprawled out on the couch? And he's like, well, I could see you. And I was like, no, no, I shut my camera off. And he's like, you definitely didn't. And so I had a freak out (laughs) moment of what did they see me do on camera during this Zoom meeting? I mean, I didn't like go up and do a monologue. So hopefully no one was like looking at me the whole time. And I'm fairly certain I shut my camera off. So this is my theory of what happened. This particular classmate is, has his shit together. (laughs) And so I think that my version of an attention relaxed is probably his version of inappropriate sprawling. Mm. If, if that makes sense. I, uh, that could be it. But I will say, I have heard multiple stories now of people thinking that their camera is off and it is not. I, but you really? can see, yes. like, my square was blacked out with my name on it. Right, exactly, yes. And this, it's funny you mentioned this because it's happened to Shane's brother, He because he's been using his Zoom, and someone, he thought it was off too. Like, like you could see nothing, and, like, even the light, because, like, is your light on right now because your camera's on? Like, you have a little light on at the top? My light is on, yeah. Yeah, so his light was off, everything. He gets a phone call from his boss. He's like, dude, uh, your camera's on. Oh. So, well, now I'm very know. concerned. 
Oh no, I might have to do the old. Uh, I think you need like to get this, one of those piece of tape that goes over your camera. Yes, and you know what? Shane uses the tape. Like he, and there's actually things you can buy that it's like it like slides over that you can stick up there because he says that like it can be on. Like there's hackers and whatnot that can like actually access your camera without you even knowing it. Well, I usually do the post-it note, but I figured like if I'm seeing the my name in the blacked out square, I should be fine. But yeah. now I'm gonna take extra right. precaution. Um, it's not like I was like undressed, but I for sure was wearing like pajama shorts. And like, I for sure wasn't sitting at attention. I was for sure sprawled out on my couch in such a way that like, I would prefer people not to see that because people were probably seeing my true disgusting self. <laughs> oh my I had like a full lunch. <laughs> I was walking around You got a little, you got a little mayo on your cheek. <laughs> like full lunch. <laughs> I was getting my steps in around my apartment while I'm listening to the monologues. Like if anyone was watching that part, like, I like my my guess is that my classmates version of sprawl like I really do think because he he did say I didn't see you walking around I just saw you like chilling. oh yeah then it could um, be that. because I feel like our teacher would have texted me and been like you need to just sit down and watch this class instead of yeah, walking like around your apartment <laughs> in your pajamas getting your steps getting in. your steps in it would have been more of a more of a deal yeah so, but just to be safe, I'm going to add that post-it note because. Yeah, I would. Ever since he told me that, like, I won't even, like, even if my, because I don't have a post-it note or anything on it right now, I, like, even if my computer's open in my room and I'm, like, ready to, like, change or something, I'll close it because I get nervous. <laughs> that, like, somehow... Yeah, no, I always turn my computer away, but, like, yeah, I felt, like, some sense of security seeing the blackout square. Right. Um, but it was extra disturbing because I'm kind of private about my home life and so um I usually like angle my camera towards the couch towards me and I the extra cringe part for me is like I flipped my computer to like show the rest of my apartment but not to show just so I could see the monologue so I could walk around right. and I'm like oh did they see more of my apartment and like more of me than like I met them to it, the like the because I'm a very private person so I just thought that was that was probably more, I don't know. Do you guys feel that way? Like you only want to show a certain part that. of your- Yeah, it's like you're letting people in your home in a way. Yeah. It really is that. letting people into your home. And there are like, it's like 20 people in the class and like 10 of them are new. Like I've never even spoken to before. There's just something weird about them being at my place. It feels yeah. like they're at my place. I agree. I Yeah, I agree with that. Web cameras are scary, scary stuff, honestly. Helpful, but can be scary. I just think his version of relax is my version of looking cute and attentive. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we're okay. Communicado there. Yeah. No, because he said you're sprawled out on your couch like like um, George Costanza, and <laughs> saying that it's like, isn't that That's... image of like George Costanza with no clothes on the couch? And I'm like, what did you see exactly? <laughs> all right what a hell of a comparison yeah i know and luke you were on this thread and yes. you didn't chime in until the last minute when you saw i was fully freaking out and you're like this is gold <laughs> <laughs> oh my god did you guys see the video of the girl on a zoom call that goes to the bathroom 
I heard about it, but I didn't see no, it. No, but it sounds like something terrible. It's terrifying. Oh, I got you the quote again from the choice. Oh my god. <laughs> Did it bother you something terrible? It bothered me something what, terrible. What was the video though? She's like in a Zoom meeting with like all of her co- like coworkers, and I guess she thought she turned her camera off, but she did not. And she went to the bathroom on the Zoom. Like you can see her like on the toilet. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough first day back at the office. Yeah. It's like my worst nightmare, honestly. And then there's that um, that news reporter who was like wearing his suit, but he wasn't. He didn't put his pants on. Did you guys see that? <laughs> Love that. And the camera, like business camera- on top, party on the bottom. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, they're like getting lots of. There's lots of stuff happening like that because it's such a new, you know, form of etiquette now. Apparently, there was a reporter. I think in Italy, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but he got caught cheating. Like he, he, I think a fellow news reporter of his was seen in the background, pretty scantily clad. And he has like a well-known girlfriend. And so I'm like, he was recording. So he knew his camera was on. So like, it's not the kind of faux pas that I'm talking about. It's like, Different kind of lack of awareness. You'd think you'd be like, hey, babe, you got to stay out of the frame here for a couple of minutes while I record. Like, you can't, you can't just be walking around. Let's put the general, like, morality to the side for a second. And yes, I agree. Yeah, if you're going to lie, at least be good at it. <laughs> like, you're going to be cheating. Um, I guess that's a bigger, the bigger issue is just the... Just the, the bigger issue is the cheating. Yeah. yeah, the cheating. But I'm like, dude, but you gotta get better cheating. at it, bro. Luke's first thought. Uh, <laughs> she should. He should have told her not to walk around. <laughs> that way, babe. Yikes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's the oh, long shame answer. Shame on him. <laughs> shame on him. He shouldn't have done that. He had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Navigating this new world of working on the internet. It's wild. It's something terrible. Oh, God. It bothers me something terrible. It bothers me something terrible. God, I got a man crush on that guy. (laughs) So I just wanted to thank you so much, Luke, for coming on our show. Thank you, guys. You're so welcome. We're so happy to have you. I hope it was um, fun. I don't know if we got into it, was, it enough or if it was... Uh, it was fun. Yes, of course. Okay. I had a great time. Luke, yeah. where can our listeners follow you? Um, well, on Instagram, um, I am the Luke Shelton. And that's the, all you can ah, There's no E in Luke. The Luck Shelton. The Luck Shelton, yeah. I mean, With my real no name C. has an E in it, but... There's, oh, yeah. But, Very uh, good. But yeah, so Instagram, be Luke Shelton, and uh, I, don't, I don't use the Twitters. Neither do uh, I, actually. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, but that's it. I highly recommend you guys follow Luke because he does some really incredible storying. <laughs> and yes. um, the whole um, catalyst to him coming on our show today was his stories on Dear John and 
his very, very, very strong opinions about the ending of that film. So if you're looking for endless entertainment <laughs> and following a very talented actor, please follow Luke on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. We're fans. We're huge fans. Oh, I'm fans and of you guys. stalkers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, right being back, said, back that being said. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. This is the best. You're the best. Thank you. Am I the first recurring? Am I the first recurring guest? You are. Yes. But I, well, I guess you guys. We haven't posted the other one, so I guess this is the first one. Well, I guess. You will be. Yes. <laughs> you will be our first wow. recurring guest. That is just exciting. That is something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you bothered us something terrible. Yeah. Boy, you guys sure bothered me something terrible. What a line. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundworks Studios. We, we can't, can't wait, wait to meet you! Meet you.